You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You are listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. Not over yet. No, there is another. Chewie, we're home. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to a brand new episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news and rumors on upcoming projects like Star Wars Episode Nine, Star Wars spinoff films, and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, man, guys, just so excited for what we've got to talk about on this episode. Um, as always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-host, Tim and Paul, with me. How's it going, guys? What's up, Kyle? Wow. <laughs> what a day for us Star Wars fans. I mean, there's been episodes where I just where that we recorded where I just could not wait to jump on Skype, get on the mic and start talking about it. You think about the first Force Awakens teaser trailer, whenever a new movie comes out, it's exciting to talk about. But man, today it's right up there. My excitement level is through the roof <laughs> right out of be able to talk about Clone Wars again. Man, it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, this is a... Um... This was a, a, a long, a day long, this will be a day long remembered. How about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> and I, I I was speechless earlier. I'm still kind of speechless now, and we'll talk about it, I guess, a little bit later. But yeah, this is an amazing day, man. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm right there with you, Tim. Like, I, I haven't been this excited to record in a long time. Um, just, yeah, let's, well, let's, let's dive right into it. I'm sure uh, most of our listeners have probably heard the news by now as well, but Star Wars The Clone Wars is coming back. Um, today they had the uh, 10-year anniversary panel at San Diego Comic-Con, which we were talking about on our last episode and speculating um, about, like, what we could maybe expect, you know, were they just going to be looking back on 10 years of the show? Are they going to be announcing anything new? Um, and I think this surpassed all of our wildest expectations because, um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I thought like the farthest that I was willing to reach in terms of hoping for getting new stuff was the siege of Mandalore. Like I just Mm -hmm. wanted a conclusion to this, to the clone wars. I wanted, you know, either like one final four episode story arc or, um, you know, have it condensed into a, a movie that would be directed digital or something like that. Um, and of course I was like, sure, it would be awesome if they wanted to just pick up the series again and keep it going or give us a whole bunch of episodes or anything, but I wasn't going to dare hope for that. But that's exactly what they did. We're not getting just four episodes. We're getting 12. Um, so, you know, I I mean, not like they're, they're not exactly continuing the whole show or anything like that, but, um, just the fact that 
that they're continuing, uh, you know, to give us any more Clone Wars content, that we're getting 12 more fully produced episodes, you know, not just story reels or anything like that. Um, it's just, like, it, it was just blowing everybody's minds today. Um, it, I don't know about you guys, but it was hard for me to focus on work for the second half of the day Same. after hearing this news yep. <laughs> and watching the trailer and stuff. Just uh, like, man, I mean, like you said, Tim, it will be a day long remembered. Um, I said or maybe that, that was Paul. Paul. Oh, sorry. That was yeah. Paul. Um, <laughs> gosh, just, uh, just so cool to be getting, uh, you know, I guess a 12, 12 brand new episodes of, of Clone Wars sometime next year. It's coming to the Disney streaming service that's launching next year. Um, so, uh, you know, we don't have an exact release date yet, but I would assume it would probably be one of the things that launches with, uh, that service. Um, yeah. if, if those episodes are done by then, which I would think they should, because apparently this has been in the works for a while and they've just managed to keep it all very hush hush. But, um, man, this was just a huge surprise and, uh, just so awesome to get this news and we'll, get a little bit more into uh you know some of the other stuff that was shown in the panel and sort of how exactly they went about revealing this but what were uh what were you guys' kind of initial reactions to this yeah so for me i mean just anxiously awaiting for the panel to begin and we kind of got i should say a little spoiled with the celebration coverage where they've been streaming pretty much all the big panels from the celebration yeah no but kidding at comic-con we know that's not the case so we had to follow it through twitter <laughs> to see mm-hmm. what was going on from other Star Wars fans who were there. And I kind of figured, you know, the majority of the panel would be Dave Filoni, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, I believe Kevin Kiner. Um, I forget who else was there, but I know it was them and a few others, but they're just, you know, reminiscing about how it all began and Dave Filoni showing some concept art. But we all knew at the end, I mean, we speculated in our last episode, like you said, Kyle, the possibilities of what could happen and that Dave Filoni doesn't come to these panels empty-handed. He always has a surprise for us Star Wars fans. And once we got to like the last 10 minutes or five minutes or so, that's what I was really on Twitter checking. It's <laughs> okay, what's going on? And I got to be honest, one, uh, like once it got to like around the end where they're showing the concept art and they were showing stuff from the Siege of Mandalore and I kind of got a little disappointed. Like, oh, if they're showing concept art right now from the Siege of Mandalore, I don't think they're probably going to announce anything for it then because they probably wouldn't be showing concept art for it after you know they've done that already and they're showing more of it just you know to kind of show the fans what could have been like Dave Filoni has done another panel so that kind of lessened my expectations a little bit once I saw that but man <laughs> it's funny because the coverage of everyone at the panel it got silent for a little bit we knew mm-hmm. it wasn't over but no one was tweeting anything like what's going on the last thing I saw was that uh, Dave Filoni said has a thank you for the fans who supported the Clone Wars and was part of the Save the Clone Wars campaign. And then after that, it was silence for a few minutes. Like, okay, something's going on. Then I saw tweets saying, the Clone Wars is back. The Clone Wars has been saved. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah. And we're just waiting for more information to come. And slowly it got revealed that, okay, the Siege of Mandalore. And then Lucasfilm finally put out the official trailer for it. And, man, I was just giddy with excitement. Because as we speculated in the last episode, we were just... The, we even called it the Holy Grail of Star Wars would have been just the Siege of Mandalore, or the Clone Wars, I should say, would have been getting the Siege of Mandalore. And we got it. And I was just thinking, well, for once, we speculated correctly. <laughs> so we were looking forward to actually happen. But as you said, we're getting more than that. It's just anything more than I could have dreamed of. And it pretty much really is a dream come true. I mean, I never thought after we got the Lost Missions back in 2014. I mean, 
I've said before that I've always held that hope that the Siege of Mandalore, they were saving to tell that story for something special. And that would have been good for me. That was always intended to be the final Clone Wars arc. And if we got that um, finished, it would be a great, you know, cap off to the series. But the fact that we're getting more episodes, 12 in total, it's just, man, mind blowing of how exciting that is. And just nothing we could have dreamed of. So, yeah, I was just excited throughout the whole day, like I'm sure every Star Wars fan was too. And I can't imagine what it was like being in the room when that happened. I'm sure there's YouTube videos out there of like fans filming on their phones and whatnot mm-hmm. about the reactions. I haven't got a chance to see those yet, but I look forward to checking those out later tonight because that's always exciting. But, oh, it's yeah. incredible. You, like, you got to <laughs> check that out. Um, like, I, I watched a couple of those and started almost getting a little emotional. Like, there's one that it was just like a short video of the uh, of the trailer and just, I mean, the way that fans reacted to certain parts in it and then the standing ovation that they gave at the end um just like gave me chills man and then there was another one where you could see uh all the panelists up at the front you know after they finished watching the trailer and like ashley Eckstein's in tears to the point where somebody's having to like pass Mm -hmm. her tissues like matt lanter is standing up and like pumping his fists and getting the crowd you know all all riled up and everything so it was just yeah seeing the the crowd reaction of it after having seen um the trailer itself just added even more emotion and just made it even more of like a really cool just triumphant moment for star wars when i found out i was following along on twitter like tim and just trying to keep up with everybody and it felt like as the panel was going it just i, I kind of like got busy just obviously i'm doing work i'm trying to be productive people and uh <laughs> and i kind of started getting texts from you guys and i but at the same time i was seeing like the 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 clone trooper helmet of ahsoka the colors with the orange and stuff and i and i started and i saw clone wars saved and i'm like wait what and i was trying to like answer your guys's texts and look what was going on and i went it's coming back like wait what does that mean what's going on and i finally saw like what was going on and i started getting goosebumps all over my body mm-hmm. and like it's it takes a lot for me to get that like excited kind of feeling nutty because in the in this day and age of of geek culture it's hard to get we're getting everything everything we we thought we wouldn't get we're getting we're getting mm-hmm. episode 789 we're getting more star wars films we're getting spider-man films of the yin yang and x-men films and batman films and superman films and well one superman film film but whatever <laughs> unfortunately um, yeah <laughs> but so but what i'm trying to say is it's hard to get really like, oh my gosh, I got goosebumps kind of moment. It's hard. And I'll be honest, I did not think the Clone Wars is ever going to come back. I thought Disney said, because so, I mean, here's the thing, and, and we can dive on this dive into this later, but I mean, what's really fascinating to me is the fact that Disney, you know, as soon as they acquisition Lucasfilm, they chop, they don't even give Clone Wars a chance. Yeah. They just, nope, move it on. Sorry. And it's really fascinating the fact that it shows you how great this show was, the fact that the fans kept it going for so long. And and all of us here are part of that. We all loved, we all cheered when Ahsoka showed up for Rebels. And we all, you know, we all, we couldn't believe to see that the buildup between Ahsoka and Vader in season two. And the thing is, and we all freaked out when Maul showed up at the end of season two and Rex shows up. I mean those were all payoffs from the clone wars mm-hmm. and and when I, when maul showed up in uh um solo, solo even yeah yeah it's all because of clone wars so i mean 
it, the legacy is there. And the, you know, we even had like those videos that you know, that are a dedicated place for Clone Wars, which I'm not even sure if it's still there on the Lucasfilm website. Cause you could watch the, um, I think you could watch the Bad Batch arc on there, mm-hmm. and I'm not. That, that's still up there because I just started watching that earlier. Okay, so if that's still up there, that's very interesting. We can talk about it later, but yeah, I I just am like you know I I was we were all part of it. and It was exciting, but I thought like you know Disney really wanted to move on, and what's fascinating, what I, I really have to say, I, I guess we'll talk about it now. Is you know might as well, but what I find fascinating is that. You know, it, it was us and the fact that the new that things have changed since 2014. We have, you know, we went to Netflix, right? And Netflix was still at that point growing from a digital platform. It, you know, it just started kind of, you know, diving into that whole idea of original content, things like that. I mean, think about it. Like Clone Wars was kind of a part of that. They put the whole series on the, on there and they also gave six, you know, or the lost missions. So. What's fascinating is the fact that like culture has changed so much in those four years that now Disney's like we need to we need to start our own streaming service and we're gonna like put all kinds of stuff on there to make people want to buy into this. I mean they're buying Fox Studios for God's sakes. I mean all kinds of stuff. But the fact is we we're getting Clone Wars because Disney knows they need to have great content on their streaming service and what are they doing they're not saving resistance for it no they're putting resistance on xd and and this is not i'm not trying to bash on on resistance but what's fascinating is the fact that they wanted high quality content they're going to draw people into this and what did they do they went to the well they went you know what lucas they probably went to lucasfilm and said what can we what, what can we bring immediately to um the streaming service and instead of saying, and maybe they brought up, well, we can put droids and Ewoks on there, but no one's really going to care. I'll care. I'll watch it. <laughs> but it may, it may be like someone said, what about the Ewok movies? And I was like, yes. And then, and then someone that no, no one wants to watch those. So for that really annoying guy on those podcasts. Hey, uh, I would love a remaster of those Ewoks. Oh, okay. You imagine <laughs> Ewok films? Oh, my Lord. Um, but whatever. But I mean, the thing is, they didn't have, you know, they had the Star Wars TV show that John Favreau is doing, but. That's it. And that's not going to happen for a long time. So they probably needed some Star Wars pizzazz, if you will, that's going to draw people into this, you know, the streaming service immediately. And what are they going to do? They're probably going to take Netflix uh, or the Clone Wars away from Netflix mm. uh, right before, shove all those episodes on there and sh- and then put on the new episodes. That is, I mean, they saved great content for the streaming service. And I really do think that's the reason why we're getting this. I mean, in the interview itself, Dave Filoni himself says, you know, or excuse me, not the, at the panel, but in an interview on StarWars.com, um, they ask him, you know, did you think this was ever going to happen? He said no. And I have, I really do believe him because he went right from Clone Wars into Rebels. Like it was like, bam, bam, bam. So we're getting, we're getting this new material because Disney's like, we need Star Wars content. And they went straight and they knew I mean, Disney's not Disney and Lucasfilm aren't dumb. They know the Clone Wars are a proven commodity. They mm-hmm. want to move on from the prequels, but now they know. Hey, you know what? We need Star Wars content, and you know what? We're gonna and it's perfect. I mean, Clone Wars twelve episodes is perfect for this thing. So, this is a big moment, and I and I'm gonna say it right now. If we Siege of Mandalore, I know is meant to end the Clone Wars, 
But never say never because I'm telling you, if this blows up, if this is like, man, people are watching this like crazy, Disney and Lucasfilm are going to pay attention. So if we want quality, I think to me, I'm going to say this. I'm not saying Rebels was not quality because it was. But let's be real here. The quality of animation for Clone Wars is still superior to Rebels. And it's going to be mm-hmm. superior to Resistance because you know, Resistance is 2D. I mean, not everyone loves 3D animation, but let's be real here. It looks incredible what they've been able to do in those last couple seasons of, of Clone Wars. It's unprecedented. No one's come close to it. So to me, if we all, if all these Star Wars fans watch these Clone Wars episodes, we might get a different set uh, or Disney and Lucasfilm might look at this a little bit differently and say, you know what? We can have an animated show like like Resistance aimed at a younger audience that Rebels kind of danced in a little bit. They kind of danced between, you know, a little bit more family uh, programming where it kind of was something for everybody. But Resistance seems like it's more aimed at kids, like younger kids. But now they may maybe look at Clone Wars. This is, if it's this Clone Wars, which I'm assuming it's going to be huge. When people when they see the numbers of how many people are watching this, they're gonna say, "Holy crap, this is legit!" Like we totally underestimated what we're seeing. Because I don't even know if Netflix is giving them what uh, the the, the or excuse me the Lost Missions did. So I say, you you know, let's see what happens. There, this could be a, a great fallout from this announcement, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's definitely a possibility because obviously. And we don't know everything that we're getting in these 12 episodes, except, I mean, we do know we are getting the Siege of Mandalore um, and then at least something related to the Bad Batch, which I think we'll probably get just that first arc that was turned into, uh, that we already have the story reels of on StarWars.com, which leaves four more episodes. Now, I know there were supposed to be two Bad Batch arcs, like over two seasons, so, I mean, we could just get both of those, um, but we also know that... Um, you know, there's supposed to be like some stuff with Yoda and the Wookiees. There's a bounty hunter arc that I know people are really anxious to see. I'm actually kind of hoping that that might be what that last one is. Um, but you never know. I mean, it could be something else with Anakin and Obi-Wan. It could also be the Utapau reel just because, uh, we already have that in, um, in story reel format as well. Um, yeah, let me, I might be interrupting real quick. How do you guys feel about that? If that was a direction they went where, the two story rail arcs that we got, the Utapau one and the Bad Batch, if those were the other two arcs with um, to go with the Siege of Mandalore, they just finished those. I'm kind of torn on that because, mm. uh, for one, I would love to see those arcs finish, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I already kind of saw those stories, and I think this would be a great opportunity to finish two other arcs. So I'm kind of mixed on that. Right now, I'm leaning more towards, I hope these other arcs aren't the Bad Batch and the Utapau one, and they're... Other ones that we've heard about and to get to see completed, but I don't well, know. Well, it, what, what, what's this? What, so let's break it down, shall we? So let's let me bring it up to you. So we have Siege of Mandalore. That's a four. That is like that's one off the bat. We already know. Yeah. That one's coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's leaves us five arcs. Okay. So what's wait? So what? Try, it leaves us five arcs left. Okay. Oh, what's, what's two also, arcs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. We. So there's 12 episodes, four arcs. There's three arcs left. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's two well, arcs how long the if arcs we do are. four episode arcs. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking three episode arcs. Oh, no. Siege of Mandalore is definitely going to be four. I mean, all the okay. big ones were four. Umbara was four. Uh, the season five Death Watch and Ahsoka and all that. So these are going to be four Yoda episode arcs, arcs for, for sure. The sake, Plus for the, the, sake bad, of per- the Bad Batch is already four episodes. That's what's on StarWars.com. 
Okay, so for the record, okay, let's just strict them for the record that make everything simple. <laughs> it's all we're gonna get four arcs total, probably. How about I'm that? Thinking more we're three, gonna get three. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So, but think, okay, let's break it down that way then. Let's think. Let's go both because if it's three, Siege of Mandalore, bam, gone. So there's two left. Right. If it's if it's only those two, I I mean I'll, I'm grateful for anything. Sure, so I'll yeah. be happy, but I'll be honest. I'll be a little disappointed because I feel like the Boba Fett stuff is huge. And remember, we had rumors of we're going to get Boba Fett a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like there was a couple like all like the making Star Wars people like there are like even Rebel First Radio. I remember like oh, that's a bad name to bring up right now. But like I remember <laughs> they even got in on it and they kind of made a comment like, they put like a post, like a, like a picture of Boba Fett from the Clone Wars, like blah, blah, blah. And then nothing happened. It was gone. And then they kind of teased a little bit from, you know, the other, the other um, celebrations, the ones I went to anyway, um, the last couple where we see, you know, Cad Bane kind of talking to Boba Fett. I kind of think that that's that I think that has to be in there. And at least there leads me to believe that like the they're not going to do it's not going to be the same things we're thinking of. I don't I think what I do think is a possibility is that we're, that Siege of Mandalore is is four, but potentially three. Don't don't rule out the three episode arc people. I'm ruling it out for Siege of Mandalore. I, I just I don't think so. I think you got to just hear me out. So but if we get bad batch and that was four episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought it was only three. Well, you see, you were the one. I thought you were the one that pointed out when we were texting earlier that the uh, the first new shot that you see in the trailer. And I guess we should talk about the trailer and kind of break it down to talk about exactly yep, what we Sorry. see. In yeah, yeah. But the, so <laughs> so you point, see, yeah. so the first thing you see, it's just um, you see a reflection of like clone troopers walking, and it's reflected in the visor of Rex's helmet. And it starts with like a close up of just the visor, and then it starts zooming out, and you see all these other clone trooper helmets just kind of lined up against the background. Amazing. And you see Amazing. lasers <laughs> and bombs and stuff flying in the background and overlaid with it. You just hear all these sort of iconic um, lines from all the different clone troopers over the course of the series, Um, you know, starting with Rex. And then you have lines from Cody and Fives and Echo and Heavy and and all those clones that we know and love. Um, And then it cuts to or then one of the bombs kind of hits like right in the middle of the screen, like blows up all the clone trooper helmets. And uh, it just goes to like a blank background with stars and it comes up with that blue text like the, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, and it says a war left unfinished dot, dot, dot until now. Um, again, Tim, you got to go watch that video of the, the crowd reaction to the panel because people <laughs> freaking lost it. Um, yeah, because imagine. up to that point, Dave Filoni hadn't said like, Hey, we're bringing the Clone Wars back. He just said like, this is, he's like, Hey, we, we decided to do, you know, a little something for you guys for the 10 year anniversary as a thank you to the fans. So here it is. And then the video starts playing. And at this point you don't know it's a trailer. Um, you know, it could just be like a, a kind of cool montage of the whole series or something like that. Um, but then it says a war left unfinished until now. And then you just get this one really cool shot of, um, I forget the name of the planet, but it is the planet from the Bad Batch arc. Um, and you see like a Republic gunship flying down to a Republic base. And it's just this cool long shot that's um, just like kind of flying all the way through the base. And you see walkers and clone troopers. And there's like an ARC-170 taking off and a gunship landing. And the camera kind of goes over the top of the gunship. And you see um, Anakin 
walking out of a hangar with Rex and, uh, and again, I forget his name, but the one clone like commando dude, that's the leader of the bad batch. The solid um, snake clone pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and I think Paul, you were the one that said like, Hey, isn't that shot right out of the bad batch arc? And so I went and rewatched the beginning of that reel and sure enough, like it's not exactly, um, how it is mm. like, but it is very similar to, to the first okay. shot of the first episode in that bad batch arc. So I do think just based on that, that huh. we're probably going to get, um, it's probably out of that episode. So we're probably just going to get that first story arc. But even if not, I mean, that clone trooper that we see the guy in red with the helmet off and kind of the longer hair is definitely one of the bad batch. Yeah. So I think it's safe to assume that we're going to get at least one arc dealing with them. Um, so really fast i i just wikipedia god bless wikipedia you guys are 100 <laughs> percent on no you guys are on the money you're right you're probably we're probably we're probably looking at four um episodes per arc because i'm looking at this right now the bad batch is in fact four like you said but here's what's kind of scary the Utapal arc is four episodes as well and as i'm reading this the bounty hunter arc it says that um they were going to be episodes Episode season five was going to be 22 through 25 um, where the bounty hunter arc was going to be four episodes. So really, if we've already know, if we already can guess that the bad batch arc and siege of Mandalore are both four episodes that leads us, leaves us, excuse me, with four episodes, either the Utapau or I think it's or it's uh, Boba Fett. And I'll be honest, a little discouraging because if, if it's not Boba Fett, that means they probably were like, you know what, we want to retcon a little bit what 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 we uh, what we're doing. It sounds like. Yeah, but you know, h hang on for a second. First of all, they could be saving that Boba Fett Cad Bane confrontation that we saw in that leaked. Uh, you know, they showed just a clip from that story reel at one of the celebrations. Um, they could be saving that for a Boba Fett standalone film and deciding to just push that farther down in the timeline. But also, I mean, so yeah, th this is what I was saying earlier. I think we're going to get the Bad Batch arc. I think we're going to get the Siege of Mandalore. And then, I mean, possibly they could do like what they did with the Lost Missions where we maybe get a couple of like two episode story arcs. But I think it's probably just going to be one more four episode arc. I would love it if it was the Boba Fett one. Um, oh, God, I would love it. But even if it's the Utapau one, I mean, A, that kind of makes sense because... Um, you know, I don't know how much Disney's kind of willing to put into this in terms of resources since the show's already been canceled. And I mean, on the one hand, I agree with you, Paul, that, you know, they're probably chomping at the bit to get some Star Wars content that's going to, you know, entice people to mm -hmm, uh, right. to want to go for that streaming service. At the same time, I could also see Dave Filoni kind of, you know, he might have had to push for this and go to them and say, hey, you guys are working on the streaming service. That would be a great avenue for us to, you know, get to produce just a few more Clone Wars episodes for the fans and release another like half a season just digitally like we did with the Lost Missions and look how successful that was. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think, you know, obviously Disney is not just like throwing money at them to finish the entire series. So like f just from a business and financial standpoint, it would make more sense to do the Utapau arc since those are already somewhat finished. They've already got the voice work for them and everything. Um, so I, I would not be surprised if that ends up being what it is. Um, I would love it if it was the, the bounty hunter arc because we also know that at least part of that is done in some form. Um, voice acting definitely is done for it. Yeah, well, at yeah. least for certain scenes. Like, they never released those as full story reel episodes, no. so who knows if they got to record the entire episodes. Um, the, the reason the reason why I think that it, we, we aren't going to get it is because I think 
because they want to make that Boba Fett movie. Yeah. They don't want necessarily want to tread on something that's already, you know, they, that they want to maybe are looking to change and give a writer like mm-hmm. Simon Kimberg, perhaps like a little more freedom to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, or I mean, like I said, there could be cool material from those, from that arc that they're like, Hey, this might, you know, as cool as it would be in a Clone Wars episode might be even cooler to see in a movie. So let's just save that. Yeah, I, I hey, I would take Cad Bane live action teaching young Boba like in a heartbeat, you know. But I, I'm, I'm gonna be selfish and I'm gonna say, and I like the Bad Batch. I thought it was cool, but like I'll be honest, if I, if I could not get them and get someone else, get another four episodes, that'd be cool too. But it certainly sounds like the Bad Batch is for sure coming to those, uh, to that. Uh, part of this whole season Siege of Mandalore is a crown jewel I mean that's mm-hmm. if you if they were if they would have just announced just Siege of Mandalore I would be just fine so this is all yeah. icing on the cake yeah so I'll exactly. make that very clear and what the one here's what I will say Bad Batch is, is for sure in there so we know that the last arc is is kind of whatever the one thing about Utapau I think is interesting is they already released it on the Lost Missions Blu-ray which doesn't isn't saying very much but they did a, they did put it in a part of it as like a, an addition special feature. Huh. So maybe, you know, maybe they're going to look at that and say, you know what? That's not really, maybe that's why they'll still do the Boba Fett arc just because if Utapau is whatever, it's not like super, you know, we put it on a special feature for, um, the, uh, the gloss missions we have. Cause here's the thing too. Boba Fett is a marketable character. And again, if they want to promote more Boba Fett stuff, what better way than to put it on your plat your new digital platform and say, Hey everyone, don't forget about Boba Fett. Cause remember he has the actual helmet and everything yep. in that episode. So that's something to kind of go in our favor too. I'm praying it, it goes that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm right and- there with you as far as Boba Fett goes. I mean, that's like number two on my list where I'd love to see, but again, I could see reasons why they wouldn't like you guys talked about, but possibly saving that for the actual Boba Fett movie. But in regards to like the bad batch and, and all that, I'm glad you went back and watched those story reels, Kyle, because that would have been something I wanted to check out. Because when I first saw that shot in the trailer, I knew that was a clone from the Bad Batch. But I was just thinking, oh, maybe that's just like from one of the early scenes of the Siege of Mandalore arc. Mm. And he doesn't have a big role. He's just with there or just with Anakin right there in that moment. But the fact that you said the planet pretty much looks the same as makes me believe that. then yeah, the Bad Batch is going to be part of those 12 episodes. And when I think about it, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I did remember when we saw it at Celebration Anaheim. It was cool. I just remember thinking to myself, man, there was a lot of cool clone designs and action in here. Too bad it wasn't finished animation because mm-hmm. it would look amazing. So mm-hmm. the fact that it looks like we're all going to get it finished, it's going to be pretty darn awesome. So yeah. I would say I'm glad the Utapau or the Bad Batch arc is going to be on there. And I would kind of what you said, Paul, about flip-flopping where you would leave out the Bad Batch if you could. I wouldn't mind if they left out the Utapau one. I mean, there were some good moments in there. There was a, a great moment where Anakin and Obi-Wan talk about Ahsoka, I think, like, for the first time after she left Anakin, which would be cool to see and maybe tie in a little bit to the Siege of Mandalore once Anakin does see Ahsoka again. But um, since we've seen that one already, that would be one I wouldn't mind s- switching out for something else. But And if I could just go back to the trailer real quick again, that opening of it with the clones talking the helmets it blew me away i tweeted this out and i probably gonna <laughs> maintain this saying that that's one of my favorite openings to a star wars trailer ever it was just so awesome you know me and troopers and i always gush about captain phasma and her armor the death troopers but 
the clone troopers sit at the top when it comes to my favorite trooper designs and the fact that they were kind of at front and center of this trailer what the clone wars is all about it was just really really awesome seeing all those helmets you go from like rex wolf cody the phase one helmet designs and the transition into phase two it was just super awesome and if that was kind of just going to be a thank you that dave floney was saying to fans if we didn't get these episodes that still would have been pretty awesome but the fact that it was the beginning for a much greater announcement and more clone wars coming it was just the perfect intro for that so i was like already geeking out when i saw that and getting chills seeing all that stuff so it was just a really great trailer that was put together for it what, so what's mm. amazing is you know they already i'm already seeing like not improvements but changes because let's be real anakin's hair is longer mm -hmm. it's different well, you yeah. know what and that was well that was actually i'm pretty sure that was going to be a change in like season six or seven anyways right. um because if you watch even just from watching like the uh the story reels um, especially like the Utapau one, because that one focuses on Anakin and Obi-Wan a lot after Ahsoka leaves. And I could tell just from the character models, like even though they weren't finished, I was like, Anakin's hair looks longer and they look a little different. And, you know, even though like the models that they switched to in episode uh, in season three looked pretty much like the ones right out of uh, Revenge of the Sith, I was like, oh, they're going even closer. Like they were going to, you know, get almost exactly the same look by the end of the show. Um so, yeah, that's really cool to see. I mean, just seeing everything in finished animation again. Yeah. Um, just seeing, you know, any new footage of Clone Wars looked amazing. Um, were you, were just, you guys worried at all that the animation wouldn't be quite the same? Like the budget they had when they were, you know, weren't bought by Disney and Lucasfilm was paying for everything? Because looking at this trailer, besides how different Anakin looks, right now I can't tell a big difference at all about, like, it's a dip in quality than what we're used to from previous Clone Wars animation, which I'm ecstatic about because, yeah, you want that seamless transition to all the episodes where, you know, it looks consistent and it looks like they're keeping that so far. And I'm just really, really super thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wasn't really worried at all either. Like, I, I mean, it, it crossed my mind, but then I was like, just knowing Dave Filoni and even knowing, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm, I was like, if they were going to you know, give him like a shoestring budget to just kind of rush this and throw it together. He probably wouldn't even bother doing it. Like Dave Filoni knows like how passionate the fans are about this. And if he's going to do this as like a thank you to the fans for the 10 year anniversary of the show, like you got to go all in and do it right. Um, and at least from the little glimpse we've seen so far, it definitely looks like they're doing that. And it looks like they're picking up right where they left off. Yeah, definitely. And it's so, so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, man. But then, of course, we didn't even get to the end of the trailer. Um, so, you know, you have the just the shot of um, Anakin and Rex and the clone from the Bad Batch. Um, and then, um, oh, and then I think it came up with the Clone Wars logo after that. Um, and then you just get a, sh a shot of Anakin and Obi-Wan walking into a Republic base. And again, I think that's before that, though, it just says, like, the war was unfinished until now, and then we get that transition, right? That oh, well, no, the, that was before the uh, the new shot. So you okay. had all the clone trooper helmets, and then it said the war, the war left unfinished until now, and then we get the shot of the, the base, um, like the exterior Republic base shot with Anakin okay. and Rex and the, the Bad Batch trooper. And then it came yes. up with the Clone Wars logo, and then you get Anakin and Obi-Wan walking into a base. I don't know if it's on the same planet or a different planet or whatever. It's just, you know, an interior. Um, and uh, Anakin says, like, all right, Rex, what was so important that you had to drag us all the way back here? Um, and then you see, uh, 
you know, Rex standing at like a, a projector table uh, with a hologram of Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. Um, and they've both kind of got their backs to the camera. They're looking at Rex and then Ahsoka turns around and looks at Anakin and just says, hello, master. It's been a long time or something like that. Um, yes, it has. <laughs> yeah. And man, just, and again, when you watch the reaction video of, uh, you know, the people at the panel, I'll send it to you, Tim. And then I might, you know, we should probably just post it on our Twitter page for, uh, you know, people that want to check that out. Um, Cause it is just so cool. And then also, if you guys are interested, I know making star Wars and a few other uh, YouTube channels have like videos of the full panel up. Um, so you can watch the whole hour of that. If you want, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I probably will check that out at some point, but I did watch one of those and then just skip to the end and you can hear Dave Filoni talking about, um, I mean, just kind of the build up to when they showed the trailer and him saying, you know, thanking the fans for their support and how, um, ever since the show got canceled, people keep tweeting at him to, you know, save the Clone Wars and just sort of the undying support over the years and how, you know, we just wanted to do a little something to thank you guys and that just kind of tease and build up to, uh, to show in this trailer. Um, and then of course, when you see Ahsoka at the end and just knowing that the show is coming back for a few more episodes, people just lost their minds. You gotta, you have to give him a lot of credit for taking the save the Clone Wars hashtag and flipping it. I mean, it's yeah. so easy. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like they went out of their way to say Clone Wars saved is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I, I, I think like has been missing from Star Wars is giving the fans something to get excited about, like an Obi-Wan film or something like that, to formally announce something because everyone lost their minds and everyone is continuing to talk about it. I'm sure it was one of the most trending things in in San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, if not the most, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it right now, this is going to be the highlight for Comic-Con. I know I'm still looking forward to some DC stuff. I don't think anything's going to top this. It was amazing. Yeah, Not so- just Comic-Con. You want to hear something? You guys call me crazy if you want. But right now, I would say I'm more excited for the return of Clone Wars than I am for, like, Episode Nine. Like, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and- it's not super crazy but at the same time like i don't know if i could say that yet (laughs) well it's just the the finale of the clone wars and the siege of mandalore is something that we've been looking forward to for so long yeah um and something that we've you know wanted answers on for so long it's been a dangling story thread no don't get me wrong i'll be there opening night for episode nine and i'll be really excited about that too but the way just sort of the way it's sitting in my mind right now like i didn't feel like the last jedi left a whole lot of like loose story threads you know, right. like after Force Awakens, we had a whole bunch of questions that were like, man, I can't wait till the next movie comes out and we get to get answers to this. Then The Last Jedi kind of answered all those questions. And a lot of the answers were not what we were expecting. Um, and then it just kind of ends on this note where it like leaves a lot of future potential, but it didn't leave me with a lot of pressing questions aside from just like, OK, where are they going to go next? So I'm definitely excited to see just the movie as the next chapter of the star Wars saga and see what's next for, uh, for Ray and for Kylo Ren and to see how they wrap up this trilogy. But I don't have any like burning concerns of like, Oh, I can't wait to see this and see that and finally get answers to this, that, and the other thing. But I feel that with clone wars and especially just Mm -hmm. with the, the kind of legacy that the clone wars has and how we're such huge fans of it and never thinking that we would get this many new episodes again. Um, 
and now knowing that this is coming sometime next year and that we'll finally get the conclusion to that and that after all these years, we'll finally get to see what happened to Rex and Ahsoka during Order 66, uh, what happened with Maul and the resolution of the whole Death Watch and Mandalore arc and what was going on with all these other characters at the time that Episode 3 was going on. So that's going to be just really special and really cool to see. And yeah, that's... I I just absolutely can't wait to uh, to finally get to watch these episodes and to go back to, to just go back to your question from a few minutes ago, Tim, about um, you know being disappointed or whatever that we're getting um, you know the Bad Batch or like seeing if we could get anything that you know hadn't already been revealed in story reels or anything like that. Like yeah, in a perfect world, I would want episodes that we hadn't already gotten released as story reels, but also in a perfect world, I mean, I'd want like three more seasons of Clone Wars. All <laughs> I wanted was the Siege of Mandalore. So the fact that we're getting eight more episodes besides that, I, really, I wouldn't care if they were like Jar Jar yeah. episodes. I would still be ecstatic. Oh, come um, on. <laughs> Kyle, I lo- I, I, I'm not trying to hate on Jar Jar, but get, let's be real here. Come on. Okay. No, no. Okay. I, I maybe would be a little disappointed if those were the episodes they picked out of all of them to uh, to bring back. But um, I mean, like you said, Tim, I remember seeing that Bad Batch arc at Celebration and... I mean, as much as it's cool that like we've already gotten to see the story, I remember thinking um, that, yeah, I mean, this would make for some really cool battle scenes and some really cool action scenes if we could actually see this whole thing like fully animated. Um, and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we'll get to see those episodes fully fleshed out. Um, and then, yeah, I would love to see the Boba Fett and Cad Bane stuff or even, you know, again, with I know there was supposed to be an, an arc just about Ahsoka. Um, on her own, like on Coruscant, just kind of surviving yeah. um, after she left the Jedi Order. There was supposed to be one about Yoda and the Wookiees. There was, you know, I'm sure going to be plenty more adventures with Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, and so I would love to see any of those kind of episodes. But um, yeah, I, I think sort of if I could pick any of them, like I would love to see the Bounty Hunter stuff. Although, like I said, it might also make more sense if they want to save that for later. Um, but then, yeah, even if they just give us the Utapau stuff... I would love that too. I think that's a good um, sort of epilogue, I guess, sort of picking up where the show left off in terms of um, Anakin and Obi-Wan and sort of the fallout from Ahsoka leaving and all that kind of stuff. Um, So that might be kind of a good, I don't know, refresher or a good way to sort of draw people back into what's going on there. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's any number of things they could do. I definitely, I don't think we're going to get anything from the Dark Disciple uh, not no, we any, shouldn't. any of the, the just gonna ask you guys boss that. stuff. Well, yeah. because again, if we're getting a bad batch arc, that only leaves four episodes, and we know that the venture stuff was eight episodes. That was going to be spread out over two seasons as Man. well. So there's, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, I don't think well, they're. I don't think not, they would give us just half of that and then leave us. That was even thinking too. Was like, would they do the Son of Dathomir comic? As well? I would actually love that. That would because be awesome. There are, there, even, I think even more so than Bad Batch, there are action scenes on the comic yeah. pages of that yeah, Maul Son of Dathomir arc that just, you know, it's like a whole battle scene that takes up just one page. And it's like, man, you know, if this was in an episode, that would have been like a five-minute sequence that would have been like a really cool lightsaber <laughs> duel or battle or something. I mean, you have... Because there's so much action in those episodes, too. You got like a battle between the the Mandalorians and the battle droids. You got uh, Maul dueling Grievous with the Darksaber. Um, you got the part where... Uh, Maul and Dooku team up and they fight like four Jedi all at once. Like there's so much cool stuff in that story arc that I would love to see. 
um, as a four part episode. And so, um, there's a really quickly. Man, I, I kind of hope I like if <laughs> it's so hard when you only have, you know, when you only yeah. have four episodes to pick from. And now I'm kind of thinking, you know, like it's, uh, don't don't get me, you know, wishing bigger than uh, than we're going to end up getting. I know. Now we're just uh, or, you know, getting greedy. my hopes Paul, up because we are getting greedy. Let's not be greedy. <laughs> because because, Paul, what you were talking about earlier had crossed my mind, too. Like, if this is successful, is there a chance that Disney might be like, oh, hey, you know, I know we did the conclusion with Siege of Mandalore, but there's still more untold stories in there. So go ahead and, you know, make another 12 episodes or it's something. Possible. It's, it's very possible. It's possible. Now, actually, I think what I would rather see honestly like i'm excited for resistance but i would like to see them finish the clone wars and then do another cg animated series and whether that takes place in the old republic or some other time in between episode six and seven i still think it would be really cool to get uh, a series about luke's jedi order um because and i've said this before i mean resistance is taking place so close to the force awakens um, and I'm glad that we're going to kind of get some more setup for that time period that I felt like the movie was kind of lacking. But at the same time, I feel like that 30 year time period is still so rich with um, sort of untouched material, especially in those middle years, because we've gotten a lot of stuff like right before The Force Awakens and a lot of stuff right after The Last Jedi. So I want a, a 3D animated series set, you know, maybe 10, 15 years after Return of the Jedi about Luke training his new students or going off on adventures trying to find jedi relics and just gain knowledge and bumping into uh you know sabine and ahsoka as they're going off searching for ezra and thrawn and you know wrapping up those loose ends from rebels and stuff like that so um i mean as much as i would love for the clone wars to just continue and for them to get to tell all these stories that they had in store I'm kind of at the point now where like it's been long enough that I I definitely wanted this conclusion and I'm thrilled that we're getting as many new episodes as we are but I don't know I'm kind of excited to or, you know intrigued to see like what else they would be able to do if they kind of branched out into a different part of the timeline too um and just seeing them you know create a new uh a new 3D series I mean it would be cool to have two two new and different Star Wars series going on at the same time um I agree for the most part. I but at the same time, I'll take what I'll take whatever they'll give me. And I think it's very possible right now with how first of all, they have to wait to see episode nine end. And right now we're only, you know, it to develop a whole series like that will take a while. We're don't underestimate the fact that this Clone War stuff all they already have most of the all everything's done except for the final animation for the most part. I think they have recorded all the voices for most of the all the seasons for the most part like they have scripts anyway so and, and remember siege of mandalore was supposed to be season seven so they have up to season seven done as far as voiceovers so, oh no i think well, i think siege of mandalore is going to be like season eight or nine because no, 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 no. the show was, oh, was be, it well i just know we had heard i mean the kind of speculation at the time was that clone wars was maybe gonna go like was it gonna go six seasons was it gonna go seven and then i think i heard i mean maybe from one of the writers on twitter that they had even been working on a season eight or something um and i don't i don't think they had siege of mandalore recorded at the time i think Mm -hmm. they had the strokes of where they were gonna go with that story yeah but they hadn't gotten to that yet this is like i don't know no and that's why i'm saying i think it makes you know from a from a business and financial standpoint it makes sense for them to just go back and finish um the utapau and the bad batch arcs because those were already somewhat finished 
But um, yeah, Siege of Mandalore was still far enough down the line. I mean, they had the concept art for it and stuff like that because we know that, you know, they started coming up with these stories, you know, two years before we ever saw the episodes. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think they would have been at the point where they would have recorded that yet. Yeah, hmm. I totally agree because I definitely think, if anything, like you were saying, Kyle, they got the actors back to record the Siege of Mandalore not too long ago, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And because I, if I remember right, some of the like story reel footage they showed for uh, Dark Disciple, that had like temp voices on there because yeah. there were some of those reels that didn't have the main actors in there, which again would lead me to believe that they didn't even get to that point with Siege of Mandalore. And we never even saw like any hints of story reels for that. I think they just got as far as concept art. So I totally agree with that. And speaking of the concept art and the trailer, that was one of my other favorite aspects of the trailer. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but seeing that shot of Ahsoka tur turn around to see Anakin, you got Bo-Katan standing right by mm. her. We've seen concept art of that for several years now. That's all we've had. And to actually see that in finished animation, that's what got me really excited because I just love as aspects of that from like when you're doing films or animation or whatnot. You get a little tease like early on, like see concept art. Sometimes they show concept art for movies that are a couple of years away. But then when you finally see that concept art in its final visualized intended form, it just something special, I think. And I got that feeling when I saw that shot of Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and Finnis animation. It just took me back to those concept art and thinking, oh, man, what could have been? Oh, if only we could get this finish. And there it is. So <laughs> just a great way to end the trailer. Yeah, but I guess for me, the trailer, I love that stuff. And I... I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like I would like like Kyle kind of was talking about. I would love to get a post return of the Jedi series in the vein of Clone Wars, less like Rebels, more like Clone Wars. And we may. And like, like I said, I think the success of Re or excuse me, of Clone Wars and seeing where that goes, because now they have something with, with XD, right? Like they have a sample size of that and they're going to have resistance and then they're going to have the Clone Wars resurrected and they're going to see. What what's the response like for this? Because we're also probably going to get Rebels on there too, right? So they're going to have all kinds of Star Wars animation on there. Oh yeah, but I'm sure Rebels will be on there too. But I mean, they're not going to be making new episodes for that. No, 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 no. And, and that's that's pretty much that story is done. But what's going to be interesting, like you said, is just kind of where they're going to go and what they're going to do. Because Resistance is going to be a probably more I don't know laid back kind of a thing. And I think that you can do multiple, obviously multiple animated shows and i really think that this is going to be this is an important thing if people watch this which we all know we are but if they can get more people general audience people intrigued by this and they start watching these episodes and start going through the clone wars and and they start getting more views it's going to be like i said we might get more stuff like it because again you can control it a little better with it seems like on and i don't have any kids but it seems like it's more controllable with your kids and it's like a, excuse me, it's a platform that's for everybody. So you can kind of like, you know, as a parent, I'm assuming you can go, oh, well, I don't want my kids to watch that without me or, or whatever. Whereas resistance is probably gonna be pretty safe. Like XD, you probably can plop your kid in front of it and go, you're good. You know, whereas for maybe with Clone Wars, they may say, well, I don't know. And they may have to just kind of look, I don't know. Maybe you have to be a little bit more selective of that. If you want, if you know what I'm trying to say, like, I'm just trying to say that we could maybe get more, a little bit more um, less kiddish, less super, mm -hmm. super aimed at younger audience Star Wars and get more of just kind of a broader. You know, I'm not saying make it dark. And for me at 36, 
I want to make it broader and kind of put a little bit of everything for everybody because that's Pretty much what, how Clone Wars was when it aired. I mean, it was the for the most part. Yeah. It went a little bit dark at the end, but yeah, you know, I, I but I think if they if we respond to a more broader kind of for everyone, including kids and you know adults alike, and kind of something to kind of bring us all together, that's what's going to be interesting. Like Clone Wars did, in, in like in the way they will do. Will that how will they respond to that for content going forward with more episodes of Clone Wars or maybe something else like Kyle's suggesting? Yeah, I definitely think the you know, with the different target audiences and the different platforms you have available, like there's definitely room to have, you know, the something like resistance targeted at younger audiences on I think it's actually on Disney Channel, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and then to have, you know, another three D animated series that could be you know, a little bit more mature targeted at like older fans and older kids um, on the streaming service or something like that. Um, or just have them both, you know, have it on still on Disney XD. I mean, because with Rebels and with Clone Wars, they both kind of followed a pattern where in the earlier seasons, it was definitely targeted at younger audiences. And then they were like, okay, when, now that we've sort of drawn in the younger audiences and we already had the attention of the Star Wars fans, now let's kind of get a little bit more serious and more mature with it. Um and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see where they go with it. I just don't want to get greedy and assume that, like, hey, if this does well, then we're just going to keep getting more Clone Wars content till the end of time. Um, and I'm sure that just sort of knowing, uh, you know, Dave Filoni and all the creative people involved, like, they may want to, you know, kind of stretch their, their wings a little bit and try some new stuff um, and, and branch out and not just keep working on Clone Wars forever. I mean, they worked on that show for a long time. Like, they did five seasons plus... Uh, the stuff from season six that we got, and you know now they're going back to it again, which is a lot of stuff for an animated show. Um, and I'm definitely not saying it's too much or that I'm getting tired of it or anything like that, because I mean they could make ten more seasons of Clone Wars, and I'd watch every episode multiple times. But um, it is I don't funny. Know. Though. I, I guess the main thing I'm saying is like let's let's not get ahead of ourselves for now. Um, but I do think, I mean, maybe it's a possibility that we could get more episodes after afterwards if this does well, but I'm also very much looking forward to seeing where they go afterwards and seeing what they do next in terms of branching out into other stories. Yeah, I was thinking too, it's funny to look back now, I think it was like during season three of Star Wars Rebels and Dave Filoni was kind of MIA and all the Rebels recon and we knew he was like busy doing other stuff and like Star Wars uh, Forces of Destiny came out, like that was a project he was overseeing and now we probably know what his main attention and focus on was mm -hmm. during that time was getting these episodes completed and finished. And yeah, I guess it's just, this would be such an awesome feeling for Dave Filoni to go back and get these done. And I just can't help but wonder what was like, who was the catalyst for this? Was it, you know, once Disney came to Lucasfilm saying they need something for the streaming service, was, was it Dave Filoni kind of bringing forth the idea of the Clone Wars coming back? Or was it someone like Carrie Hart going to Dave Filoni, like, hey, we got this opportunity to do something new for the streaming service. You want to make that be the Clone Wars? And Dave Filoni <laughs> jumped at it. Just, to me, fascinating to think about how this all came to be exactly when you look at all the finer details. But uh, regardless how it all came down, it's just <laughs> so exciting again to know that it's coming back. And I just, I mean, of course, Dave Filoni has known about it for a while now, working on it. But I just, you know, imagine that he probably had the same reactions that us as fans did, knowing to going back to the series that he began his Star Wars career with, and that 
never thought he would finish it as or go back to it as he said in that interview so i just imagine a couple of years ago dave filoni was feeling just as excited as we are <laughs> at this day i just can't imagine how excited he must have been just leading up to this panel and being able to share it finally with all of, all the fans it's had to be a great moment for him i imagine Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to to kind of answer that question, and this might sound kind of cheesy, but when you're saying, like, who was the catalyst for this, um, you know, I, I think whether it was Dave approaching Disney about it or whether it was Disney approaching Lucasfilm about it, regardless, I think the catalyst for it was the fans, because whoever... Dis, you know, came up with this idea and said, hey, let's bring back the Clone Wars. It's because they knew there was a demand for it. Yeah. And they know how much the fans love the show and that there were still people out there that were, um, you know, craving it. And that even after Star Wars Rebels, there's still people that want to know, like, hey, but, like, how did the Clone Wars end? And, I mean, especially since Dave had teased at past celebrations and stuff, like the Siege of Mandalore and, um, I mean, this idea of... Uh, Ahsoka fighting Darth Maul and all this cool stuff that we're finally going to get to see. Like it was stuff that, you know, the fans had just thought about and speculated about and talked about for years. Um, and so, yeah, just, you know, kudos to everybody involved for being just sort of aware of um, just the fan interest and the love uh, for the show that still, you know, continued after all these years. And uh, it has definitely paid off. I got to say, yeah. I, I will have to eat my words and say kudos to all you people out there that bugged the heck out of Dave and I was thinking the posted same thing all right the now. comments <laughs> on the, you know, that went on YouTube every time a Star Wars Rebels trailer came out and said, yeah, this is cool, but we want Clone Wars back. Save the Clone Wars. Bring back the Clone Wars. We want Clone Wars. Because honestly, I love the Clone Wars just as much as you guys do, but I was one of the people that was like, guys, we got to just get over it and move on. Yep. And again, I was hoping that we'd get to see, you know, at least the Siege of Mandalore in some form one day, just to see how the series would have ended. Um, but I never would have imagined that we'd get 12 more episodes. I thought the last, the Lost Missions was going to be it. Um, and I just kind of accepted it and moved on. I'm like, all right, we got Rebels now, and then we got Resistance, and we'll see, you know, what's what's coming after that. Um, and the fact that Dave, you know, specifically addressed that and talked about how many tweets he still gets on a daily basis with the save the Clone Wars hashtag and all that kind of stuff. Um, you guys that I had kind of brushed off as, you know, annoying fans that just can't get over the past. Like you helped make this happen. So mean, um, so mean Kyle. <laughs> oh, I know. well, look, I'm just saying I'm, I'm taking it back. Like, you know, you, they, they proved me wrong. So. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, my love and support for Clone Wars never went away, but I, right. just like you, I just thought everyone who kept saying that when we're getting stuff for Rebels, like, guys, I mean, I think your energy could be used somewhere else because the Clone Wars isn't coming back. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, but, and I mean, it could be negative sometimes. Like, don't hate on Rebels because it's not Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I think that came from a place of, uh, you know, people really loving the Clone Wars and just being passionate about those stories and those characters. And so, um, yeah, yeah so it worked. For all those who did it in, you know, a polite, nice manner and not <laughs> say anything, like sending mean tweets or comments out to Lucasfilm and Dave Filoni, all that, that stuff's uncalled for. But for all those who continued the Save the Clone Wars fight, I mean, I'll gladly, you know, eat some crow here too, raise my hand in mistaking, thinking that it was a lost cause because obviously in the end it wasn't. And, Dave Filoni said as much in the panel that that was pretty much the big reason why we're getting new Clone Wars back. So I guess we got to give a thank you to those who never gave up and continued the fight. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's all going to be worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. um, 
man, yeah, it's so cool to finally have this back. Um, so let's talk about for a minute, um, just kind of do a little reflection on the Clone Wars as as a series. And we, I, like I said, we we kind of talked about doing this for like a tenth anniversary um, celebration of the show. Um, and we were planning on doing like a big Clone Wars retrospective episode where maybe we're going to do like our top five favorite episodes or story arcs or something like that. Um, but then we ended up getting this news that was bigger than any of us, you know, could have hoped for. And it's like, well, we can't really top that. Um, so rather than spending a bunch of time talking about specific favorite episodes and stuff, we'll probably do another Clone Wars focused episode and talk about some of that kind of stuff in the future as we're ramping up to uh, these episodes coming out and just getting that Clone Wars excitement built up again. Um, but for now, I just want to kind of look back and think about um, why this show is so important, why it's so beloved by the fans and by us personally. Um and so I, you know, Tim, I'll, I'll start with you if you're ready to go first, and we'll just kind of talk about each of us, like why we love the Clone Wars so much. Yeah, well, I guess I'll just go back to the very beginning. I mean, I remember, I believe it was Celebration Three before Revenge of the Sith even came out. George Lucas was talking about that the next step for Star Wars is going to be TV. You know, I'm done with the films. Episode Three is going to be the final Star Wars film. So I accepted that and prepared myself to go to the theater and see a new star wars movie for the last time in the may of 2005 and just get ready for new star wars on tv this is how star wars is going to live on now on the small screen and then i was all ready for it so and i always liked the idea of the clone wars being used again because of course we got the gendy series back in 03 and 04 those were just, you know shorts and george lucas made a point to say that those are going to be you know full 20 minute episodes like a regular tv series would be and that got me excited because I love the Gendy series and the fact that the Clone Wars era is going to continue. It's going to be awesome. And then we got some stuff on it at Celebration 4 in 2007. I think so we got our first trailer. and Because I remember the poster came out first. It was like a shot of Obi-Wan, Anakin, Mace Windu, and Yoda. It looked like in uh, either the Jedi Temple. But to me, it looked like Palpatine's office in Coruscant. That very first poster. But I can't remember exactly. But that was the first look at it. And then we got the trailer where we got our first look at Ahsoka, I believe. And... You know, the visually, it was something that stood out as being different. It was very stylized, totally different, obviously, from the original Clone Wars series. So, But at the same time, I liked what I was seeing. It was just something I guess I had to get used to a little bit. But I was excited for the movie to come out in 2008 because, like I said, this was going to be the new Star Wars to consume now. <laughs> this is it. And But I remember when it came out, the reviews for it was just terrible. <laughs> like, I remember... <laughs> seen so many bad reviews where it's like, oh, this is worse than Jar Jar Zero the Hut is the new most annoying character in Star Wars. It's getting like... They're not at... wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he is worse than Jar Jar, yeah. Stop it. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember thinking to myself, man, could it be like as bad as all these reviews are saying? But of course, I'm still going to see it at Star Wars. So I saw it opening day, and I really liked it. I mean... It, I wouldn't say it was great and blew me away, but there was enough cool stuff in there that I couldn't wait for the series to begin. And I watched it every week when it came on. Uh, at first, it was every Friday night in the fall of 2008. And yeah, just as it went on, I just came to appreciate it just got better and better. Like, you know, a lot of fans have said, as Dave Filoni continues to say, and just what it meant, means to Star Wars now is just far bigger than I possibly could have imagined when it was first <laughs> announced and we got that movie. It added so much to the mythology that I just love. And so many things about it 
of the Clone Wars did has made, you know, the prequel slash Clone Wars era my favorite era of Star Wars. And it's a lot of it has to do with the Clone Wars. I mean, I love the prequels already, but Clone Wars not only enhanced it, but it just added to the mythology of several characters, the grander scheme of things of the Force, the galaxies are just so much that it added to the Star Wars lore that it's just it just made it incredible. And you would think that after six movies, we got the Skywalker saga it was at that time done. And that what more really would a TV show add to the overall mythology to the Skywalker saga and to the Force? And in some cases, it added more to it than any of the movies did. And I never would have imagined that. But just so just from a story standpoint in Star Wars, it just did so much for it and far what I imagined. And I was so thankful that it did. But just from a personal fan standpoint, I mean, getting Star Wars on TV was a new experience, but it was an experience I loved. Getting new Star Wars content every week was just so, so cool. And as the episodes and seasons moved along, the animation got better. It felt like we were watching a weekly movie. And then when you got the Blu-rays that came out and they looked even more incredible on that with the great quality, but you could watch them as a movie. That's what they became to me later on. We got the three parts and four part arcs. It was just like watching a star Wars movie, but it was just Mm -hmm. in animated form. And the animation was incredible. Certain scenery shots look as good as some of the movies landing at point rain comes to mind. That looks just as good almost as the battle of Geonosis and attack of the clones. It just did incredible stuff. So just the fact that I was getting that on a weekly basis for five years was just so cool. And at the time, like I said at the beginning, that's what I accepted if Star Wars was going to be now without no movies. And it really delivered on that front where I was happy and content that if I get more Star Wars on a weekly basis like this, this is a great way for the saga continued to continue. No pun intended. But <laughs> it's a great way for it to continue on without getting any more movies. And I knew or didn't know, I should say, rather, how long the Clone Wars would last, but I knew it wouldn't be the last bit of Star Wars animation or just Star Wars in general because of how good and popular it was. I knew it would probably spin off other series even then uh, before we knew when it would wrap up. So it was just great to get that. And again, before we even knew about Episode Seven and the sequel trilogy and all that stuff, this was that was just a great moment for Star Wars in general as well because not only was it great for us fans to continue on to get new Star Wars, but... What's great about it is that it introduced a bunch of younger fans to Star Wars, and the Clone Wars is their introduction to Star Wars. And I just think that is so, so awesome. And the fact that it brought in Ahsoka, the first you know main female Jedi character to have a lead role to be Anakin's Padawan. And yeah, you got off to a rocky start among some fans not being too happy with the characterization in those early seasons. But man, as the seasons went on, she developed it to be one of the greatest Star Wars characters I would think and this became a great inspiration for younger fans and young girl star wars fans who were getting into it to have more you know young fans come into it as another feather in the clone wars cap of what it did for a new generation of star wars fans it's just so good and i guess the last thing i'll say on a personal level i wouldn't be doing this podcast with you guys if it wasn't for the clone wars because I don't know if I told the story on this show, but I know on uh, certain front lines or roundtables we did, I told the story how I came in to be amongst this group. But I remember back in season four, it was the Umbara arc was going on, and I just loved it so much. I was like, oh, man, this is incredible. I need more Star Wars podcasts to listen to because i just loving what I'm seeing here. I need to hear more people talk about it. So I did a search on iTunes, and I got 
Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast with our friends Michael Cohen and Matt Cranky. And I really liked their podcast and started listening to every episode since then. Then later on that summer, uh, Mike put a call out on the Facebook group asking if anyone would be interested in writing news posts for the Frontline site. And I jumped at the opportunity, like, I love Star Wars. Everything would be cool to write about it. I keep up with the news anyway. Why not? So I did. He took me up on the offer. I started writing news articles for the Clone Wars, not knowing how big Star Wars would <laughs> become after that with the Disney acquisition and the sequel trilogy and all the stuff we'd be covering. But it's been a blast. And then, of course, later that fall, Kyle, you asked me, since you were involved with Clone Frontlines already, about starting this podcast. And I guess, as they say, the rest is history. So <laughs> I owe this podcast my friendship with both of you guys pretty much to the Clone Wars. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have even heard about Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, and everyone who was involved with that. So yeah. just on that alone, I'm just thankful for this series uh, <laughs> to existing and getting me to check it out. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons I can go into why Clone Wars is important to me as a Star Wars fan and why I think it's great. But I guess those are some of the <laughs> major ones of why I just think it's amazing and glad it's continuing. Well, for me, and I think I've maybe I've talked about this on the show. I've talked about it on a couple of different podcasts, but the Clone Wars for me, it means a lot because I was not, I was not a lover of the prequels as initially, as far as episodes one and two coming out, I head over heels over episode three. I'll always be one of my favorite Star Wars films. I saw it eight times in the theater. Episode three is my jam. And that kind of kept my, me not disliking the prequels as much as, I, I probably could have because I love that film so much. I still liked episode one and two, but I just had problems with certain things. Again, my expectations of expecting something else was not, just weren't there, but I loved episode three. So that always kind of kept me still in line with loving star Wars because of episode three, loving that so much. I call it star Wars on steroids. Uh, <laughs> when, and it really is seriously, we can, I got the whole nother different podcast, but so when I, I remember, I love the, the Jendi series stuff. I thought that was great. And I remember my friend Dave, Father's Figures on Instagram and Twitter, follow him stuff. He's amazing. Toy photographer. Toy photographer. Can't talk tonight. And he would, you know, he texted me and said, Hey man, you see uh, the announcement for the new Star Wars cartoon? And I remember hearing rumors like from Celebration about Star Wars TV. I, I was more focused on live action TV. That's what I wanted. And I remember hearing about this cartoon a little bit and then my friends you know dave sending this over to me my fellow hardcore star wars fan saying hey the new clone wars cartoons i went uh i'm so over the clone wars and prequels give me something different <laughs> and you know i just was like oh i'm so done with the prequel when will george lucas figure this out we want something after return of the jedi not clone wars Ugh, just being whatever being a, a dummy and i remember it which is so criminal because it's ironic that it's 10 years the same, you know, at the same time as dark Knight, Iron Man. And there's people who, who maybe have listened to my other shows. I'm a big time comic book fan, mostly Marvel. And this was a big time because incredible Hulk Iron Man came out right before dark Knight. not to mention Hellboy. And I remember my story was a big year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was a nutty year. It was a great summer for movies. Yeah. It may not be topped yet. It was great. Um, but, but anyway, that's I'm just saying that it's for your speech. It's it's been taught, but whatever. Well, you uh, can make the argument that it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, because there's lots of impactful movies on that uh, that mm -hmm. summer. But I remember seeing the previews. I because I saw Iron Man a ton, 
Incredible Hulk a few times. I saw Batman a ton. I saw that Clone Wars preview a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say that I just was not connecting with it. And I thought at that moment, people, I'm not kidding you. I thought my Star Wars fandom was done because I did not care about this new Star Wars coming out. And I never saw it in the theater. I didn't care about it. So as, as time went on, um, it, the movie got released on DVD. My parents bought me. My parents, always, for Christmas, you know, I was living out of the house at that, at that point in my life, finally. And my parents bought me. They kind of every once in a while buy me for Christmas kind of some cool stuff that reminded me, reminded them of, of me and uh, as being a kid. Obviously, I grew up huge Star Wars fan, giant Star Wars fan. Bought the comics, you know, all that stuff. And uh, they bought me the Clone Wars. Oh, hey, you know, do you have this? We bought it. You know, I'm like, oh, no, I don't have it. And I remember I had a giant toothache and like horrible, horrible toothache. I needed like operate. It was terrible. My, my wife had to drive in the snow to get like tooth ointment on Christmas Eve to get me to, to help me because I was in misery. And the next day I was just kind of out of it and I got the Star Wars Clone Wars movie. And I expected the, and I was bored at my parents' house. I'm like, I, I went, I, was, I went in my room, my old room, sat, laid down, and went, I'm gonna watch this and see how it is. I fell in love. I, I didn't fall in love with it, but I was like, wow, I actually really like this, and way, liked it way more than I was expecting. And I remember I would try to. I was so behind at that point because the season had already been started, and all that stuff. But the movie I, I got for Christmas, I started trying to watch, you know, videos on Cartoon Network. I didn't have DVR at that point, so I was just really behind. I just could. I remember, I remember I watched the the Trespass episode, or was it Trespass or the Talbs episode? Which one was that again? Yeah, that was, was Trespass. Okay, yeah, Trespass. Saw Trespass on my computer, and I was like, "This is really freaking cool," and I just could not get back into it. And I just kind of lost it because, again, comic book movies were the big thing. I just kind of, you know, it kind of just faded. That next Christmas, after my parents got me the Clone Wars DVD film they got me the season one on dvd and i remember being like this is so cool they're like you guys you, you like it i'm like oh yeah this is great i wanted to watch this so i binged that whole first season like the next that next day and i fell in love with star wars again i bought like this is when uh dark horse put out all those omnibuses those like little readers digest ones and i was really into going to in stock trades buying all kinds of in stock like you know comic book trades and i was buying like spider-man and all the stuff for you know for for a year or two doing all the in stock trade stuff then i started buying star wars in stock trades like all like these super good deals on all these old like all old marvel comics i started buying like quinlan voss i mean i started getting into star wars again and i remember it wasn't i, I was anticipating getting season two on blu-ray I got, I, because i got a blu-ray player that same christmas and I was like, oh, man. And I think it, the, the season one Blu-ray had already been out for a while. And I remember thinking, and I looked up, and I'm like, oh, season two comes out in a few months. Yes. Because I could not wait to watch it. Because I remember the, the Boba Fett, or excuse me, the Mandalore episodes were that season. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to watch this. So the Clone Wars was effectively my first binge-watching experience. Um, you know, everyone talks about binge watching on, you know, digital. I've been, I binge watched Clone Wars when I physical, I could not, I didn't have it on, you know, on DVR and I, I was so far behind. I was like, I was wait for it on Blu-ray. So that effectively, effectively became what I did for every um, Clone Wars release that everyone would watch it. 
and I'd kind of be in the back, and I and obviously I was spoiled about Darth Maul and Savage Opress, and I, but I wasn't. I, I remember I, one early interaction we had on Twitter, Paul. I made a comment about the season five arc, like, man, I never thought I'd see Darth Maul fight a Mandalorian, and you're like, spoilers, I haven't seen the episode yet. I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and I'm sorry for talking so long, guys, but... Um, but no, that's but what I, we're here for. I know, I know, but I thank you for bearing with me. But, yeah, so these so these, uh, these episodes, these, these... I can't talk. This series literally rejuvenated me for Star Wars. And... I in a time where my hype for Marvel was at an all time high because of the Avengers coming out. And, and people need to understand that the Avengers coming out was like episode seven for me because I grew up a big, big, big Marvel zombie. Spider-Man was my favorite character, but like Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, love, love, love those characters to death. And seeing them on screen together for the first time was like, oh, it was mind blowing. It was, it was a, I called it a euphoric experience, but I bring that up because I was just dead in the heat of Marvel and just could not, all, all the movies coming out, I could not wait. But Star Wars, the reason that I had that little piece of me open was because the Clone Wars kept doing, you know, giving me more and more. And then every time I'd get a new Clone Wars Blu-ray, I'd binge it and just buy a ton of Star Wars comic books and get and watch all the movies again. It like it kept my fandom alive when... There wasn't a lot going on. I couldn't get into the books or the, or the current comics as far as, you know, diving back into them because I was so far behind and I didn't know where to start. In fact, I remember because of the Clone Wars, I started re listening to uh, Star Wars podcasts. I remember listening to a few Frontlines, Sarlacc podcast, um, TheForce.net, obviously, um, Republic Forces Radio. I discovered pod, like Star Wars podcasting right because of the Clone Wars, because I was into podcasts and I was thinking, oh, is, is it who talks about the Clone Wars podcast? And I found all these different podcasts I would listen to every once in a while. And again, that kept my fandom fed until the sale of Disney. And I remember I'll never forget the sale of Disney happened right before the, the season four Blu-ray went on sale. So I hadn't seen yeah. any of season four. And I remember being like, Oh my goodness, this is perfect. This is amazing. And just I was on Star Wars Cloud Nine for a long time. I mean, that was that was the reason, you know, that was when like Marvel was ahead of Star Wars, barely, you know, not barely, but it was, you know, considerable amount. When that sale and that Blu-ray hit, it was like neck and neck at that point. And it's been like that since. So yeah, to me, the Clone Wars means everything to me because I just it really kept me alive and involved in Star Wars fandom. And again, Tim, you and I, you know, Tim was a listener of my old podcast, Modern Myth Media. And and, and whatever, I've interacted with fans here and there and become friends with them. But Tim and I became became super buds, became good friends through Star Wars. It was strictly through Star Wars because mm -hmm. I remember on Facebook seeing your Rex avatar being like, <laughs> Attaboy! I know, I know, it's Clone Wars, dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm into Marvel, but I know my Star Wars. And you're like, oh, cool. And I remember we just kind of talking because of that, and that kind of opened the door for us to kind of geek out about besides, you know, just Marvel stuff, but like actually Star Wars, because because I didn't have a lot of people to talk Star Wars with. And then obviously he started doing the podcast with Kyle. I started listening to Kyle and his podcast, and you know, it was just, 
it's been a great, great uh, ride to have the Clone Wars. And again, I'll probably tell the story over and over again about the Clone Wars, but but and how it really did save my Star Wars fandom. And it did. And I'll, I'll say this because of the Clone Wars, I appreciate episode one and two even like tremendous, especially Attack of the Clones. I love Attack of the Clones way more now because of the Clone Wars. If it wasn't for the Clone Wars, I still think it's kind of eh. And I still not, it's not my favorite, but I definitely appreciate it and love so many more scenes from it because of that, because of that whole series. So yeah, the Clone Wars is a big deal for me. And I know I love Rebels, but Clone Wars will always be one of my favorite things in Star Wars ever. Yeah, man, like just to, to kind of go back to the beginning, I guess, um, for me, I mean, because I'm a little bit younger than you guys, um, and so Clone Wars came out, the Clone Wars movie came out the summer after I graduated high school. Um, and I was 17 at the time and, I'm you know, go, going into my first year of college. And so it was, I, I can't say I grew up watching the Clone Wars, but it came out during, you know, my very formative early adult years. Um, and even before that, like, and I, I always grew up loving Star Wars as a kid, but I always say that the time period in between episodes two and three uh, was when I really became like a big diehard Star Wars fan. Like that's when I first dis- started discovering sort of the online fan community. Um, I found out about, you know, Wikipedia and I would sit there and just read articles for hours about, you know, all this stuff that I had never heard of in, you know, books and just the expanded universe and all this kind of stuff. And But I really got fascinated with the Clone Wars time period with, uh, you know, I watched the Gendy series. I didn't actually watch that during that time, like while it was on Cartoon Network, but I got those on DVD probably around like 2005 or six. Mm-hmm. Um and I love those series. I read a lot of the books and I remember um, kind of getting my mom into them with me and we would go to the library and I would Aww. I would check out a Star Wars book and I'd read it and then I'd give it to her and she'd read it. And then, you know, we'd talk about whatever, you know, Anakin or Mace Windu or whatever was up to in, uh, you know, that particular uh, Clone Wars novel. Um, and so by the time episode three came out, I was super hyped for it. Um, you know, more so than I had been for the previous ones. Because obviously as a kid, you get excited and you're like, oh, I just want to go see Star Wars because I love Star Wars. But now I had this buildup with episode three and this anticipation um, and had like watched the trailers online a bunch of times and had all sort of the backstory of what was going on during the Clone Wars and was like, man, I can't wait to see the culmination of all this. But then at that point, it was the end, right? Like it was, you know, I just went and prepared... um, for the final chapter of this thing that I had loved since I was a kid. And so Clone Wars was just a really cool kind of extension and continuation of that for me. But it was also kind of the first Star Wars thing that I really got to latch on to, like as an adult fan. Um, and, you know, to be following every little tidbit of news online and, um, you know, be watching all the trailers and just kind of following all these little details that just, all just kind of go over your head when you're a kid. Um and so Clone Wars was kind of the first thing that, like, as a, a more grown-up fan, I really felt a sort of ownership with. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of had that connection to it. Um, and then, of course, the summer that it came out, um, that's when I first got into Frontlines. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just browsing the web. Again, it was just, you know, kind of bored that summer, was waiting to go off to college and was, like, digging for any bit of news because I was like obsessed with Star Wars at this point and was like really into uh you know the Clone Wars even before I saw the movie I was trying to find out any new details or any new footage or anything like that so I went on iTunes and I was probably looking for trailers or maybe a soundtrack or something on there um and that's when I happened to find 
uh, front lines and I never listened to podcasts before. And I think Mike had only put out maybe one or two episodes at that point. And I started listening to that. Um, and that just sort of became a mainstay for me through all those years of watching the Clone Wars. I would always, you know, watch an episode and listen to front lines the following week. And that's how I, uh, you know, eventually met, um, you know, Tim and Jason Hunt and eventually, uh, you know, you, Paul and Matt and Mike and all those guys. Um, and it's just cool to see like how, like the, the real world, like friendships and relationships that you have with people because of Star Wars and especially, you know, particularly mm -hmm. because of the Clone Wars. Um, like you said, Tim, I mean, we never would have met and never would have done this podcast together if it weren't for Clone Wars. And I can, it's, you know, even bigger than that for me is the fact that of the six groomsmen in my wedding, uh, two of them are guys I never would have met had it not been for Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so just having, you know, those personal connections there. And again, just the memories of, you know, those those sort of formative years in my life. I remember uh, my freshman year of college, I would, I had like a small, like 20 inch flat screen TV in my dorm room. Um, and we didn't have like a whole lot of cable channels in there, but we got Cartoon Network. And I remember walking over to the, uh, the like food court that we had on campus every Friday night. And I'd get like a small, either like a small or medium uh, pizza from Papa John's. And I'd take it back to my dorm room and, you know, sit in front of my little TV and, you know, eat pizza and watch Clone Wars every Friday night. Um, and then, you know, once I got, you know, more friends that were Star Wars fans, you know, just having people over to watch it and just, I mean, so many cool memories of just like sharing those experiences with friends and, you know, talking to people about the episodes and getting, you know, all excited and stuff. Um, and then of course that leading to, uh, you know, going to celebrations and man, I will, one of my, my favorite Clone Wars memories is going to celebration six in Orlando. And Tim, you weren't there for that one, were you? No, uh, that's like when I first joined the Frontline team and I was still stuck <laughs> without not making the trip to Florida, reporting all the news just from my home. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember you, because we didn't meet until Anaheim. Mm -hmm. um, but even going with, you know, the rest of the crew down to Orlando and getting to see the uh, the season five premiere and the trailer and the way that we freaking lost our minds. You have, I, like, I still have never seen a group of grown adults lose their minds the way they did when Darth Sidious pulled out a second lightsaber in that trailer. <laughs> like you think of all things, just, you know, seeing Darth Sidious with two lightsabers and then starting to fight Darth Maul and Savage Press, we were just going ballistic. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, so I have just so many good memories associated with Clone Wars, but then, um, I mean, the show itself and just what it's done for Star Wars, I mean, you guys already touched on a lot of it. Um, and especially, you know, Tim, the way that you were saying it, you know, just bringing in younger fans and sort of expanding the mythology and, and just all this cool stuff that it did really well. Um, and Paul, you were talking about this too, about just how it, I think it really did make the prequels better. Um, and I think yeah. there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, either didn't like the prequels or thought they were kind of, you know, people who don't have a very high opinion of the prequels who, who say that the Clone Wars is like the best thing to come out of the prequel trilogy. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I would say I agree, but I, I think it's a valid opinion. Um, I love Revenge of the Sith. That is, that is always going to be one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And so I don't know that I would say that I like Clone Wars better than Revenge of the Sith, but I mean, I, I feel like that movie is so much enhanced by 
the Clone Wars. And I mean, especially like when you see Order 66 and you see mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Jedi like Ki-Adi Mundi and Aayla Sakura and Plo Koon get killed. It's so much more impactful when you've spent a whole, you know, three episode arc with those characters and they're no longer just some background extra. They're like, oh yeah, they were in, you know, they were on the Jedi Council in episode two and now they're in this one scene getting shot. It's like, no, we, we care about those characters a little bit more now. Um, same with the clones and getting to know them and then you yep. know, just seeing them turn on the Jedi and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the Clone Wars just added so much more depth to all of that. And then not to mention all the stuff that we never even expected uh, to come from the Clone Wars, like all the cool Force stuff with Mortis and, of course, bringing Darth Maul back, which at the time seemed bananas. And, I mean, I wasn't even really on board with it at first. Like... Because when they when they announced Savajo Press and sort of previewed that character, I remember thinking, oh, okay, this is sort of George's apology for, like, all the people that thought that Darth Maul was really cool and he killed him off after one movie. Like, this is sort of our way of getting Darth Maul, like, getting more Darth Maul through this other character. And then that just led to them bringing Darth Maul back anyways. And I was like, well, this is going to be dumb. He got cut in half and fell down a hole. He should be dead. Like, how are they going to pull this off? And they pulled it off without even ever really doing a good mm. job of explaining how he actually survived. Because <laughs> the more important thing was that once they brought him back, they made it count. And they told really cool and interesting stories with him. Um, and, of course, I could sing Sam Witwer's praises all day for that performance. Um but man, I mean, just, yeah, from, from the story aspect, I mean, there's just so many stories and character moments in, in Clone Wars that are among my favorites in all of Star Wars. Um, and again, like you guys already talked about just the, the animation quality, sort of the cinematic nature of the show. I mean, they really went for it and knocked it out of the park. And, uh, you know, it, it's so much more than just a cartoon or just an animated series. I mean, it really feels like Star Wars, and it felt like we were getting, you know, a, a mini animated Star Wars movie every week. Um, and so, yeah, just just so much cool stuff there. And like I was saying, I, I just have so many uh, great memories associated with the show. I think there's so much in so much great stuff in Star Wars to come out of that show. Um, and I think I mean, it, it obviously had a great impact on the the Star Wars fan community too. I mean, we can see that through just the fan support and the the people wanting to bring it back over the years, but um even when you see things like uh, you know, Ashley Eckstein creating the her universe fashion line, like she never would have done that if it wasn't for Clone Wars and the not just the show, but the way that people responded to it. Um, and especially how the female fans responded to Ahsoka and were like, hey, we love Star Wars too and we want to connect with it more. Um and I can say for me personally, like I never even like Clone Wars was the first time that I really felt or really got that sort of connected and that um like learned that much about uh like just voice actors and the process that goes into making a show and um just finding out about like all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like I never cared that much about uh, especially in animated series, but even with, you know, just regular TV shows, like I, I was way more invested in not just the stories and characters, but like the behind the scenes stuff with Clone Wars. And, and that was another thing I loved was going on StarWars.com every week and seeing the the uh, galleries and the trivia and all that kind of stuff that they would do after the episodes. So um, just all that stuff just adds to kind of the, uh, the specialness of it and those great memories that I have. Um, and obviously, you know, there are... are 
thousands of fans out there that have similar experiences and how, you know, this means so much to them because now it's all, uh, you know, they've heard that and uh, it's all culminated in them, uh, you know, bringing back these episodes. So this is going to be something really special and I can't wait for us to all get to enjoy this together. Yeah. And as we're talking about it, I mean, the reason all this is happening today is because it's 10 years old now. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. still hard to believe and wrap my head around as we we're going down memory lane and talking about all this stuff, how we first saw it. And for me seeing the movie for the first time back in August of 2008, that's 10 years ago now. It doesn't seem possible, but there's so much great stuff has happened during the 10 year period. And the idea that it's going to continue on now beyond its 10 years, it's just insane to me really (laughs) to think about like, even back then, wouldn't think that 10 years, we'd still be getting new Clone Wars stuff back in 2000. 13 or I should say 14 when we got the last missions thinking we'd ever get more Clone Wars and here we are the 10 year anniversary and we're getting the best present we ever could have hoped for mm-hmm. <laughs> with getting more Clone Wars now that it's 10 years old it's just an amazing amazing day this has been exciting talking about it with you guys and just going down memory lane and sharing what we're excited about with these new episodes it's just so awesome yeah definitely um, well, a couple other things we wanted to mention here. Um, one other thing that was related to the 10th anniversary of Clone Wars, um, this was also kind of a special celebratory thing. I mentioned uh, her universe and that fashion line that Ashley Eckstein does. Um, they are launching a, uh, a Clone Wars related product line for the uh, Clone Wars 10 year anniversary. And this is cool. They have like an announcement on StarWars.com with um, a bunch of pictures of the actors from Clone Wars. Um, you know, in all these outfits that are inspired by their characters. And so they've got, um, you know, Ashley Eckstein, it's got like an Ahsoka looking dress on. Um, Matt Lanter's got a, an Anakin styled sort of hoodie. Um, D. Bradley Baker's got a really cool Captain Rex, like kind of motorcycle looking jacket. Um, <laughs> James Arnold Taylor has a, a Obi-Wan, <laughs> um, I don't know, sort of man cardigan thing that we're not really sure what it is. Uh, Catherine Tabor's got a, a, a sort of Padme-inspired uh, like blazer jacket that looks pretty cool. And then Sam Witwer's got this cool Darth Maul-looking jacket. Um, so that was cool just to... Um, I mean, I, I think it's cool just to see these pictures and all these uh, actors sort of in this, these outfits inspired by their characters. But also for anybody that uh, is into kind of the geeky fashion side of things, definitely uh, be on the lookout for this stuff when it comes out. I think it might already be out because I know I saw a picture on Twitter where they had this stuff at the, uh, their booth at Comic-Con. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, be They're on the lookout there. for that stuff. If any of this uh, sort of catches your eye. Yeah. It's funny when I first saw this, what stood out to me, because this, uh, came out yesterday before today's panel. And I saw hmm, all the actors that are in the recording booth, there's microphones <laughs> there. Like, could this lead toward them actually doing the Siege of Mandalore? <laughs> but then I saw some of the comments in the interview with Ashley Eckstein. It was like, oh, that's just a photo shoot. And of course, they kind of do it in the setting they're, you know, known for voice recording. But um, Well, of course, yes. she would say that not to give anything away. <laughs> True. But at the same time, too, they were, I think they were saying that how Sam Whitwer couldn't be there to do it with it. Of course, they could record his own stuff another time. But I don't know. It was just fun to think about that. This kind of made me think of the possibility of Siege of Mandalore coming. But in regards to the outfits, um, the, I agree with you. The really cool one to me is the Captain Rex one that Dee Bradley Breaker is wearing. I mean, the color scheme on Rex is just awesome. The white and blue and the fact that you got the front of it's that color scheme. And in the back, you got the front of his uh, helmet that's showing on the rear of it so that looks really cool and the anakin one 
it's pretty cool too though like could do without the skywalker being spelt out on the sleeve mm-hmm. so that kind of takes away from it a little bit but yeah but yeah the obi-wan one is pretty disappointing i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> when i first saw like the header image with james arnold taylor you pretty much just see like a little bit of his arm and shoulder in the back it's like oh that could be a cool little like hoodie jacket that's what it looked like to me it's like the color of obi-wan it's got the jedi logo on the sleeve and then i looked down and I was like it's kind of like a you know like a robe <laughs> type <laughs> um, apparel with the hood like i don't think i can't picture myself wearing that so even though i like the pretty much the top portion of it and the logo on the sleeve i don't think i'd be getting that one but yeah the Rex one and the Anakin one were probably the ones that stood out to me as my favorites. And again, it's just cool that uh, Ashley Eckstein and her universe decided to do this for the 10th anniversary. And I know they're at Comic-Con right now. I bet they're going to go real fast, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially after today's announcement. So oh, yeah. Definitely cool though that they put it out there. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't picture yourself wearing that Obi-Wan robe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> Sorry to be dramatic, but yeah. Oh, man. Well, also, in a bit of non-Clone Wars-related news, um, we got the uh, details for the home uh, you know, home movie release of uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, so that is coming out on digital on September 14th and on Blu-ray on September 25th. Um, so... Uh, that's when you can be uh, expecting to be able to add that to your collection. Um, and Paul, I know you're looking forward to getting that 4K Blu-ray, I'm sure. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, I really want an early copy of this. I've already got my I'm already paying for it. I've already got my Best Buy steel book from the, the Canon shelf ordered. <laughs> but I want to get this sucker early so I can, I'll, I'll review for anybody. I just got to get this thing as early as possible. It's I, I cannot wait to see this movie at my home and it's anytime I want to and watch it over and over and over and over again. I, I think this movie is going to be one of the Star Wars films that I watch on repeat a lot. Rogue One was one of those. Revenge of the Sith was one of those, you know, movies that I kind of go to when I'm like, you know, I just want to kind of feel good about what I love about Star Wars or, you know, like with Marvel, it's like Avengers, um, Captain America, first Avenger. Those are my kind of my, my sweet spots for those, those things. But with Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, all my top five, you know, for uh, Rogue One, Solo is going to be right in there. I I I love love Solo, and what I'm really excited about is actually having a, a quasi different prequel trilogy of having um, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, and then Rogue One being like a prequel trilogy to the original trilogy, if you will. Um, so. I thought about, you know, doing that kind of, uh, you know, not marathon, but like doing like a, a watch or I'll watch uh, Attack of the, or excuse me, Revenge of the Sith, then Solo, then Rogue One, like in a couple days, and then watch the original trilogy or something like that, kind of back to back. So something like that. But um, yeah, Solo sounds amazing. Um, what I don't know about you guys, but one of the things... One of the things that I thought was really interesting and kind of a bummer was the trailer for the the actual like release the video release of this movie was really good. And I felt like why didn't they put like do something like this for the the other trailers cuz like they show Alden front and center and he's great. And 
you know, they definitely try to downplay him a little bit in the first trailer, in, in trailers, if you will. I mean, he's in the second trailer, he's a little more prevalent. But still, like, I, even though there is some not spoiler stuff, but they definitely reveal a lot in the movie. But at the same time, I feel it's a great representation of the movie, a better representation than what we got in the other trailers. I feel this is what would have been a better, like, maybe get people into the seats a little bit more, potentially. Maybe not, but at least to me, it, it, it felt, it looked a lot better and felt a lot better. Well, I agree that it was a good trailer for the Blu-ray release, but at the same time, I know why they didn't make this one of the theatrical ones. And it was, for what you were mentioning, I think some of the surprises, like Han and Chewie meeting for the first time, like, I'm glad that wasn't in any of the trailers. It was such a great moment seeing that for the first time in the theater. And it was, I know other moments like that they put in there. So I agree. Great trailer now that we've seen the movie, but I can understand why they didn't use a lot of those shots and moments, but maybe in retrospect, they probably maybe wish they did. <laughs> if like you said, it would have gotten more people into the seats, but I don't know. I, again, I like it for what it is for the Blu-ray, but can understand why it wasn't the theatrical one. But in regards to the actual uh, solo 4K Blu-ray and all that stuff. Um, I won't go into my disappointment about the digital Blu-ray release. I say that enough <laughs> about all the other fat Star Wars releases. So no need to go there again. But in regards to the special features, it looks like there's some cool stuff in there. The solo, uh, the director and cast roundtable should be pretty cool. And then the deleted scene stuff. Um, nothing really jumped out to me except a few like the extended uh, Mimban uh battle i think could be cool because i love what we got in that and wish we could have gotten more so that could be pretty cool to see and then maybe and there's more proxima's den and we talked about in our solar review how we just love that environment and setting and proxima uh, in the beginning of the movie so if we get a little more of that should be cool but the one thing i noticed and was a little disappointed by is you know we could put this alongside rogue one as well that there is no commentary track and probably <laughs> you can guess the reason why there's no commentary track and maybe that's the same thing with Rogue One, because I thought, you know, maybe it's just something for the Star Wars stories films are not doing. But at the same time, it's probably because they're the two movies with the most production trouble <laughs> and probably don't want to have have that going into it as far as the commentary, even though I would love to hear Ron Howard talk about the whole movie as we're watching. I think that could be cool, but did find it kind of interesting. So I'm wondering now if whenever we do get the next standalone film, whether it's Obi-Wan or Boba Fett and there's no no production trouble it's a smooth sailing if we get commentary for that blu-ray release of the upcoming film then i think we'll definitely know <laughs> that's the reason why we didn't get it for rogue one and solo but yeah definitely excited to get it home and watch it just like you paul and again just i say this over and over again but i just can't help it because it's so true this is what's so great about being a star wars fan right now we're geeking out about all this Clone Wars stuff and the more episodes we're going to get. And yet we got a new movie to look forward to, to bring home on Blu-ray and watch that, you know, before we get this Clone Wars stuff. This the Star Wars content just keeps on coming and I love it. And you said one thing, Paul, that got me thinking, going back to a little bit of the Clone Wars, where how you were talking about doing kind of like a, another prequel run before A New Hope with Revenge of the Sith, Solo and Rogue One. It's got me thinking about how cool is it going to be once we get a uh, these next these next new episodes of the clone wars like the siege of mandalore i mean i'm already can't wait to like watch a batch of episodes where you start with the siege of mandalore boom it leads right into revenge of the sith and i have full confidence that dave filoni and company is going to make it a seamless transition where of course one's animated one's live action but from a narrative standpoint and just how it's all going to set up i just know it's going to be such 
a smooth lead into episode three, just kind of like how Rogue One's a perfect smooth lead into A New Hope. That's going to be awesome to experience. And then you continue that throughout various stages of the saga. That's what's so awesome now. We have so many options. You can watch Seeds of Mandalore go into Revenge of the Sith, then continuing on with Solo where we see Darth Maul again. Siege of Mandalore could maybe lead a little more insight to where Maul's at by the time he starts Crimson Dawn and where he's at in Solo. That's going to be awesome to go through. And then later on, picking it up with Star Wars Rebels, you want to see Twilight of the Apprentice. You see Ahsoka and Anakin say goodbye to each other for the last time in the Siege of Mandalore. And then we pick that up again in twilight of the apprentice it's going to enhance all that stuff even more oh stop giving me chills tim i know it's going to be <laughs> awesome when that happens so that's just another thing to look forward to when we get these episodes is how it's just going to enhance these other aspects of star wars that we already enjoyed and then it's just going to be such an amazing story to see them call or see them all play out if we want to watching them in chronological order it's just going to be so so cool mm-hmm. yeah well i will say one thing about siege of mandalore because i don't think that's going to be like a seamless lead in to episode three because i think that's supposed to be taking place like at the same time because it's like at the at least from what i understood from what dave filoni said about this like at a you know celebration way back when was that it was basically supposed to be like anakin ahsoka and obi-wan were all gonna like team up together with their clones and Mm -hmm. go you know fight darth maul to like liberate mandalore and then right when they're about to begin is when Obi-Wan and Anakin get the call to go back and rescue the Chancellor. And so that's why it's Ahsoka and Rex and everybody that's, you know, stays on Mandalore. And so this is kind of happening, um, you know, along the same time as, as what's going on in episode three, which kind of makes me a little more excited because again, a, we'll get to see what happens to Ahsoka during order 66 and we'll get to see Rex and all the clones and sort of how they respond to that. Um, and then also I'm wondering if even like at various points throughout, um, if there's going to be maybe little scenes with like Anakin or Obi-Wan that we didn't see during Revenge of the Sith, but maybe something where Anakin or like Ahsoka calls Anakin just to, you know, or he calls her just to check in on her or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, we we're back safe on Coruscant now. I killed Dooku or, you know, something like that. We're, we'll just kind of <laughs> get a sense of like where this is happening in relation to the events in Revenge of the Sith. Um, but I think that'll be really cool to see too. Um, and yeah, regardless, just man, it's it's going to be so awesome just to finally get that story. In regards to Solo, going back to that, um, you know, obviously I'm excited to get that, um, you know, on Blu-ray as well and be able to watch that again. Um, and it seems like it comes with a, a decent amount of um, special features and deleted scenes and all that kind of stuff. So I am excited to check that out. Um, Paul, I know you're going to hate me, but I have not yet watched the... Uh, the trailer for bringing it home on Blu-ray, although you guys are making me want to watch it now because you're talking I'm about how surprised. good it is. I'm not surprised. Well, look, I've seen the movie already. Why do I need to watch another trailer for it? Because you hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> they show one aspect of the one shot of a deleted scene to end it on. So yeah, that's it's fantastic. Oh, well, see, I'll too. Go watch it's a great now. deleted scene. It's a great deleted. I'll, scene. I'll watch it after I watch the Clone Wars trailer three more times. <laughs> Fair enough. Priorities. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, man, um, I, I think, you know, we could keep talking Clone Wars to death, but um, I, I think we've kind of yeah. done it justice for now. Um, but, Tim, what did our listeners have to say about it when you uh, put out the feelers on Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, uh, to say that we weren't the only ones excited about this would be an understatement. I mean, everyone's buzzing. And so going to share some of those responses we've got on Twitter and Facebook. So. Uh, we'll go to the tweets first. Uh, first up, uh, Andrew Loopy at Loopy15 or at a Loopy15 says, 
so excited. I never lost my love for Star Wars, not even a little, but I did lose a little faith in it being what it once was for me. This changes that. I hope to see Bad Batch, Siege of Mandalore, and the Boba Fett slash Cad Bane arc, and others. I'm ready to go back to the Clone Wars. And then Dane at Dane Sets Banana says, uh, the news of a new season of Clone Wars is like knowing that there is a video somewhere of Tim dancing awkwardly. Dane's never going to let me down on that one. <laughs> He's so glad the show is coming back. Then Martin Elman at Dharmit Studio says, uh, just, uh, or first off, he mentions how 10 minutes before they announced it, I said how I sent the tweet about um, once they show the concept art, I said, oh, I don't think we're going to get anything now. And we were talking on Twitter about that, how we agreed that, you know, it's probably not going to happen, but then yeah, I saw so you and Martin. T- I saw you and Martin <laughs> tweeting about that because I actually so I, I was at work today, but I specifically timed my lunch break. I took my lunch break a little bit later because I knew I wouldn't get to follow along the whole hour long panel. But I have a uh, I get a half hour lunch break, so I was like, I'm going to take my lunch at like because the panel was from 11:45 to 12:45. So I was like, I'm going to take my lunch at like 12:20, so I get to follow along with the tweets for like the last half of the panel and then have like five minutes afterwards for like reactions and stuff. Um, and so I was following along with, you know, what was happening for that last half of the panel. And I saw you guys tweeting that and I'm like, no, no giving up general Jaja. We saw Tinka something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So definitely we were happy to be wrong. So I get, I continue saying, I'm so excited and I really wish Disney would announce when their streaming service will be available. We are waiting on them now. I guess, yeah, that is the next big question is when exactly we're going to be able to watch these episodes. Yeah, let's hope it's like January, like, (laughs) 1st of 2019. (laughs) That would be awesome. I have a feeling that, like, most things are big things. It'll probably be the fall or late summer or something. No, 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 no. It's got to be, like, spring. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait over a year for new Clone Wars. (laughs) See, here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to talk more about it at Celebration Chicago. That's probably we'll get definitive answers on what arcs we're going to get and then hopefully we'll get the release date if disney allows them to reveal when the streaming service is going to be so i think it's going to be a little bit of a slow rollout to information than to when we finally get the episodes again but that's just me maybe i'm wrong but i could just see that playing out yeah i mean you you make a good point i just hope you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) well i wouldn't mind being wrong again here either (laughs) and then anthony at tony fig says so excited so glad I started my rewatch last month for the series in the chronological order. Clone Wars is saved, got a new Dragon Ball Super movie, and the three Joker story revealed. What a day. Yeah, and I'm right there with you, Tony, on the Dragon Ball Super movie. This more great content to get at Comic-Con. And then the con cruiser at Jedi Ang 18 says, um, uh, she's actually a new follower of us from last week, and then she goes, this will finally be my first show. I will listen from you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed it. And we've talked a lot of Clone Wars, so hopefully it was a good listen for other Clone Wars fans. Um, But then she says, um, the Siege of Mandalore is what I'm most excited for. And I really, really want to see the transition into Revenge of the Sith with the Clone Wars overlapping scenes from Episode 3. Maybe different POVs. And then in all caps, I am so excited. So, yeah, we're kind of going back to what we were just talking about and how it will lead into Revenge of the Sith. And that's an interesting point as far as, like, uh, what she was saying, you were saying, Kyle, if... We'll get moments that we see in episode three, but from different perspectives or maybe later on after the Battle of Coruscant. It's just going to be interesting to see how Dave Filoni is going to set that up. I think it'd be kind of cool if we actually bleed into Revenge of the Sith as well and we just get 
a little more in different avenues of the Battle of Coruscant or some other areas. So again, it's going to be real interesting to see, to see how it all lines up together when it's all said and done. And then Season Brawley at Sean Brawley 26 says, I have a question actually going, is Filoni running it? I sure hope so. Otherwise, I feel like Anakin is going to have a man bun and will be swinging a Merce around instead of a lightsaber. <laughs> Just hope Disney doesn't ruin this amazing series. And yeah, Sean, I don't think you're going to have anything to worry about on that front. This is Dave Filoni's baby. He's going to, I think he's going to be heavily involved. Obviously, he oversaw it and he's going to make sure it's what we expect from more Clone Wars episodes. So no worries there on our front. So I don't think you should be worried too. It's going to be just as good as we remembered it. And then on Facebook, got a couple of response. First off from Brian V. Klein says, this is a day that I longed hope would come, but never thought that it would. I got so emotional watching the trailer and also watching the video of the panel, watching the trailer for the first time. I am beyond excited. Coincidentally, I just started a chronological rewatch of the series last weekend. The hardest part will be waiting for these 12 new episodes. And then Jason Morgan says, I can't wait to hear when and where we can watch this. And it looks like it will be the same style of animation as before, which is awesome. So, yeah, just a lot of excitement going around. Just not only our listeners and followers on Twitter, but just all on social media from Star Wars fans seeing the buzz for Clone Wars and just how excited everyone is. is really, really cool to see. So, yeah, it's just great to hear the more positive response for it. I mean, this is going to make it that much more exciting once we finally get it as we're all sharing our excitement now leading up to it and just thought how this day would never have come and now it's here and i think it's going to carry on until we actually see these episodes so just such an amazing moment today i just can't stress that enough for star wars fans so thank you everyone who chimed in and shared your reactions and what you're looking forward to with us it just makes it more special and a lot more fun to talk about yeah absolutely i'm glad to hear from you guys about it and can't wait to share reactions with all of you once we actually get to see these episodes um even if it's you know, could be over a year before we get to see them. Hopefully not, but um, yeah, just man, the the anticipation and the hype and the just the Star Wars euphoria that we all felt today was just unreal um, and just you know so cool to be a part of. So uh, thank you guys for chiming in on that um, and for interacting with us. We always love hearing from you guys. And of course, uh, you guys can uh, find us online on social media. We're at Star Wars TSC on Twitter. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues. You can send us email at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com. And uh, you can uh, check out our website at Star Wars TSC.com for all the latest updates on Episode 9 and Clone Wars and all these other cool Star Wars projects. Um, and of course, also be sure to check out thunderquack.com for all the other awesome podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Um, but I think that is going to do it for us for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next time, and may the Force be with you. See you next time, everybody. Peace.